and I would much rather do something that I'm passionate about than continue on in something that, that doesn't fuel me. Welcome back everyone to the Aligned Coach interview series. I am super excited to have our guest with us today. I have the amazing business confidence coach, Ms. Dre Valenzuela. Please tell me I said that right. You totally, you nailed yes. it. <laughs> awesome. Everyone always says my last name wrong, and actually, I probably say it a little wrong also. Uh, so I like try to get it right whenever I pronounce people's names. Um, so cool! I'm so excited to have you here, Dre. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Actually, this is my first interview with someone else. Okay. I interview lots of female coaches on my page, but this is the first one I'm doing with someone else. So I'm excited. Oh, cool. <laughs> Uh, there's nothing like your first time, they say. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, it's not near. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to have you here, Dre, and I'm honored that we get to um, that we get to chat and then we get to have this time together. So I like to open these up and just like hand you the mic and say, "All right, introduce us to yourself. Let us know who you are, where you're from, your story. Give us all the beats." So here you go. Ooh. Gosh, this could get real long. No. Um, so, well, first of all, again, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Dre Valenzuela. I'm a business confidence coach. And um, let's see, I am from, I was born in San Diego, California, but I have pretty much been raised in Texas, Dallas okay. area. Um, so I'm a Texan. I, I say I'm a Texan, but um I think my story really starts um, probably about two years ago. I uh, worked in corporate America. I was a senior director of a software company. Mm. And I, yeah, I managed um, about 100 people in the U.S. and in the Philippines. And, uh, you know, I had been there for, at that time, six years. And um, kind of started from like sales and like worked my way all the way up to an executive. And um, I started to find myself not being able to get out of bed in the morning. Like oh. I was super stressed. I felt like I didn't have any purpose. Like I was just doing the same thing every single day. Um, I was traveling a lot. I would have to tra travel to the Philippines, travel to California, North Carolina, where all my teams were. Um, and my kids, you know, had their dad and he was obviously helping me raise them, but I was traveling all the time and I just wasn't feeling fulfilled. Like I felt empty. Like I felt like I didn't have a purpose. And um, it got to the point where I really had to do some self-reflection um, about like what I wanted to do with my life because it wasn't, it wasn't working. Like I was barely getting up. I wasn't doing my makeup. I wasn't putting on cute clothes. Like I just didn't care. Yeah. And, uh, so I actually sought out a coach and, um, I'm like, I need some help, some guidance with my life. And oh. um, yeah, I mean, I'm like, please help me. Like, I don't, I'm empty. I'm missing something. And uh, we talked, but at the time I actually ended up not hiring her mm -hmm. because I was scared to do the work, mm -hmm. you know, like I oh, didn't, like, yeah. once you invest in a coach and you pay them to help you, like you are held accountable to do the work. Mm -hmm. And 
I still wasn't in that right state of mind to like hold myself accountable for what I needed to do. Um, come April of 2019, and I remember the month because I remember writing it on this paper, I, um, I decided like I needed to take back my life. So I did like a take back my life plan. And I set all these goals. And one of the goals was to resign from my corporate job mm. and start my own business. Because I had always known that I wanted something for myself and mm -hmm. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know what that was. And even when I wrote that, I had no idea what I was going to do, but I gave myself a year and a half. So that was April of 2019. I said by December 18th, 2020, like exactly like right before the holidays, mm -hmm. I was going to resign from my corporate job. Still had no idea what the heck I was going to do, but I knew I was leaving. Yeah. So over the uh, next couple of months, I really like tried to figure out what made me happy. What were my passions? And I realized that once I could get myself out of bed and I got to work, mm -hmm. coaching and mentoring my employees is what made me so happy, like yeah. helping them be successful and find their passions. And so I was like, like, I could totally do that mm -hmm. in the real world and I could make money from it and I could do it myself and it could be mine. Wow. So that's when I called back the coach. And I said, hey, I'm ready to hire you. Mm -hmm. And I invested in myself. I invested in her. And we started on this journey to just really first getting my mindset right. Because I felt like I needed to do that before I could help anybody else. Mm -hmm. um, and then come May 28th, 2020. So still months away, six yep. months away from leaving my job. Um. I was called into my boss's office and this is now the eighth year I've been working with them. So this started my sixth year. I had worked another two years with them. Yeah. Um, they, you know, said to me, you know, Andrea, unfortunately due to the impact COVID has had on our business, we're going to have to let you go. Wow. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, <gasps> yeah, like, you know, that feeling, but, and I had kind of had a feeling, you know, you get that like gut feeling that something's going on. So I had had that feeling and I had let my employees know, like my direct managers, I think I'm going to get let go. Mm -hmm. But I think the shock and the feeling that I was having wasn't that I was being let go. Cause I had been preparing for that. I had been saving cause I, I knew I was going to leave. Right. It was that now I had no excuse mm -hmm. to not launch my business and do something for myself. Yeah. No it's, like, it, it's showtime now. Yeah. Like I got to do it. And fortunately it was, you know, probably the best time because they had, I got a severance, all the extra unemployment, all that stuff that was going on. And I, they were, God was like, girl, if you don't do it now, I can't help you. You know, I yeah. can't help you. Um, so that's what started my journey. And, you know, I think as a coach, originally I got my certification and I thought I wanted to be a personal development and life transition, trans transformation coach.
because that's what I had just went through. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like that's the kind of coach I needed to be. Well, I was wrong. Well, I was wrong. A lot of coaches can, you know, people who've been doing coaches who've been doing this for a while, your niche changes and you're going to do something that you're not going to do. And so I started building a program and getting ready to launch. And I was going to be a, you know, personal development and transformational life transformational coach. And then I realized that's not what I was going to do. And I had spent several months preparing for this launch, realizing that, um, no, I needed to go to the business side because that is what I had been doing in corporate America. Yeah. But I was self-sabotaging and feeling like I was an imposter because I had just gotten fired from a job doing, you know, this similar stuff. Like how dare I try to go do this for someone else when I just got let go? Yeah. So I was psyching myself out and had to really come to Jesus and say, no, like you really were good at this and this is what you should continue to do, empowering other women in their businesses and in their own success, because that's what you've been doing for, you know, eight years. So go do that. Um, so I quickly pivoted, changed my niche. And um, now I help empower and you know my my tagline is I help female coaches let go of this shit holding them back Mm. and launch authentically Mm. and the reason I focus so much on the authenticity side is because part of the reason I was so miserable in my corporate job is because I felt like I couldn't be myself yeah I felt like I was being put in a box and I had to dress a certain way and I had to act a certain way. Um, even to the point where like my nails, like if I had my nails a certain color or their certain length or my nose piercing or my tattoos, like I never had any of this before yeah. I left my job. Um, so I, I realized that that's why I was so miserable and you know, went through that whole process of like coming into me and who I am. Mm -hmm. And it feels so amazing to be able to just be me, not only have something for myself, but have a business where I can be myself Mm -hmm. and help other women, other female coaches who are struggling with the same thing. Like they're trying to launch this business and they're watching other coaches And they feel like they have to be a certain way or they have to look a certain way or their content has to be a certain way. And it's just not true. Like, oh, my God, can be you. And it's so much easier. So, you know, helping female coaches show up online and not care. Like in the beginning, I used to spend hours before I went live or got on video And I finally was like, what am I doing? Like, this is the whole reason I did this so that I could be me. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's my story. So now I help other female coaches launch their coaching business and just show up authentically. And when they brand themselves and they find their niche, they are just them and really helping them dig into that and not being afraid. Yep to be them while they're launching their business or their coaching programs. 
Mm, so much goodness in that. <laughs> so much. I listened to a podcast this morning. I freaking love podcasts. Like I just, you know, like to tune in, listen while I'm on the treadmill or like in the car or something or getting ready. Um, and it was a new one. It's called Screw the Nine to Five. And gosh, I don't even know the girl's name. It was a guest that was on there. And she was saying how a lot of times whenever we go into the entrepreneurial world and especially like the online world that we we start shooting on ourselves. Like we're literally like shooting on ourselves. Like we should this way. We should be showing up this way. Um, so it was like, I, and it's so true. Like that box that you felt like you were in in your corporate job that, okay, you couldn't have your hair this certain way or you couldn't wear the shirt or you couldn't have the nose piercing. I felt that exact same way as a teacher. Like I was a first grade teacher before I came in, in the world. And before that I was at a, a corporate real estate job and it was like, you know, slacks and heels and dress shirts and long straight hair. And God forbid you have a piercing, you mm -hmm. know, so it was like that was the shooting on myself. But then also it transferred, like it transferred whenever you come into yeah. the online world. And we, we sort of touched on this before we went live, but like, we think that we should post, post every single day, or we think that we should you know, post super informative content every single day, or that we should have the pretty color schemes and like just all the other crap that we tell ourselves, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I, Dre, I want to dive into where you started out as like, this is, this has caught my interest as you were talking. You said that you started out and you wanted to be a transformational life coach. And then you were like, wait a minute, I'm about to launch this. And it's like, this doesn't feel right to me. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, that had to have been scary to like get that deep into it. Yes. Yeah. So, tell me about that. I just got chills because I remembered what I felt like. Mm -hmm. So the process of launching, like you've been there, you know what it's like. So I was launching to, at the time, I didn't have a following. I had just barely gotten on Instagram trying to build an audience and I was also using my personal Facebook page. So it was family and friends. And in that niche, personal development and tr life transformation, like I could totally get clients from that audience. Right. So I was dropping little, I, I did this whole launch where I was like, Hey, I'm doing something, but they had no idea what I was doing. And so I was like kind of teasing them and posting content. And I had these great pictures and like, I was literally spending hours figuring out my program, my modules, how to do funnel, how to do, put them in, you know, Podia and all this thing to like, get ready to launch this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I don't, I'm not even into this. Like, yes, I just went through this whole life transformation, but like, this wasn't fueling me. And it, and I kept thinking back to my job and like what it, what, what it felt like to help someone else be successful in their job. Mm -hmm. And is it different to help a coach be successful in their business? Yes. But yeah. it's still like that whole like business success that like vicious. Yeah. And it's a certain type of person. Yes. And so I'm like, but I kept like, I'm like, I can't do that. Cause like, number one, I hadn't even launched my own damn coaching business yet. So how could I go and help someone else? Yeah, that was a lie too, because I had just spent hours learning all days, months learning how to do all of this. Yep. So 
just because I hadn't done it yet doesn't mean I can't help somebody else do it. Number one. Number two, the niche that I'm that I chose or I ended up choosing down the road, authenticity, like I've been there. I've been there where I didn't, I wasn't authentic. And now I'm every day I show up exactly how I am. Yep. And I can teach and help someone to do that same thing. You know, so it was that whole battle with what we all deal with, imposter syndrome, feeling like we don't, but like, how dare us? Like, you have no experience. How can you do that? Yep. Um, so I, I remember thinking like, man, I just wasted so many months. Mm, yep. Like, I, I felt like I failed before I even started. Mm-hmm. And I remember having conversations with my parents who already didn't understand what the hell I was doing. You, you know, do. Yeah. You're in a freaking pandemic and you're trying to launch a coaching business. Like, what are you even, are you gonna, like, they didn't understand it, you know? And so, yeah. yeah. And my, and my dad, he's a corporate business dude. Like he literally is, was doing almost the same thing I was doing. So he was like, he was like, baby, I can get you a job tomorrow. Like, are you sure you don't want to go back to, I'm like, listen, if I don't do this, mm-hmm. I'm never going to, like, I already wasn't happy. I was already, you know, in the worst state I could possibly be in. Like there was no better time than right now. Yep. And so I just told him, I'm like, no, I've got to do this. And, um, then I remember thinking like, dang, he's right. Like I just wasted all these months. And then I was like, you know what? I haven't, I haven't launched yet. So I can just, I'll go ahead and launch, just do a quick, just get it out there. Get it over with. And then I'll just continue to build my following, change my content, switch it up a little bit. So if, if you guys go to my Instagram, Mm -hmm. you can see where I it changes from a personal development, you know, transformational mindset kind of approach to more business. Yep. And I just decided, you know what? Okay. It's going to be, you know, maybe a couple more months until I can launch my new program um, in my new niche, but it mm-hmm. feels me and it feeds me. And I would much rather do something that I'm passionate about than continue on in something that, that doesn't fuel me. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, yeah, I mean, and that's part of what my program I'm getting ready to launch at the beginning of the year, you know, teaches not only to brand yourself authentically, um, but to really take the time to, to be passionate about your niche and what you want to do, but not focus so much on making sure it's the right one, because it will change over time. It will continue to change. And so if you focus on it too much, you'll never launch. Yep. You'll literally be at a standstill. And I learned that. So I can teach that because I was there. Um, But the online world is forgiving. Like you could, you know, you could switch your niche and you're, what happens is you reach a whole different audience. So the audience you were reaching before isn't even going to pay attention anymore. The new one is going to fall off on their own. Yeah. You know? And so, um, I think that, and I also think that maybe this is just me, Mm -hmm. but when I look at people's Instagrams, 
because I do this, I can see when something has shifted. Yeah. And I feel like it's a beautiful thing to see progression. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like if you're really learning someone's story and you're really reading their posts, you can see like, ah, like there was a shift. Yeah. And now look what she's doing. And I think that's like progression is beautiful. Yeah. So it's real. It's like a real life person who shifted. And I think that's okay. And if you're coaching coaches, Mm -hmm. I feel like you reach them in that way because they're seeing you do something that they're living and they know you're real and you're a real person going through the same thing they're going through. So it's okay to shift and, you know, pivot to what fuels you as a person. Um, So that's what I did. And yes, it was scary as hell. And yes, it it delayed me a little bit, a couple months. Mm -hmm. But I I know that my business will be much more profitable and much more blessed doing what I know I'm supposed to do. Otherwise, I would have just been repeating what I was already living in the corporate world. Mm. Doing that I didn't love. Yep. Putting yourself in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> no, I, I know that feeling like straight up. I remember swapping from relationship and intimacy coaching and it got to a point and like, I never made six figures with relationship coaching. Sure. I signed a few clients. Like sure. I made money, but I was nowhere near like the, as successful as I am now because I am obsessed with what I do now, right? It was like, cool, I like this. I like helping women, you know, heal the wounds in their relationships and like focusing on their marriage. But there was, and like, if any of my old clients are watching this, like, I love you and I love the work that we did, but there is a difference in um, just in the way that I show up. And I just recently went in and like deleted old content off of my um, Instagram and off of like my page. From, from relationship coaching, but there's such a difference in the way that I show up now doing what I do, speaking to the women that I speak to, just the energy that I show up with, like it's totally different from how I did before. And I'm sure that you can relate, right? It's like, and, and, and there's this thing, it's kind of, it's, I can't remember, um, I think it was my biz bestie, Morgan and I, we were like, do the thing that makes you forget to eat. Like do the thing that like you literally lose track of time doing, you know? Oh, I love that. Just made me have chills. Like, yeah, yeah. because I remember working 14 hour days in corporate America and I was like, what am I doing now? I'll work 14 hour days, but it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like work. You know, like I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, God, I still have chills from that. Do something that makes you forget to eat. Yeah, like, do the thing that makes you forget to eat, not the drugs. Don't do the drugs. I mean, I sometimes like my husband Daniel be like, "Have you eaten today?" And I'm like, "No," but like yeah. I, stuff. I don't want to, you know. But so I, mm-hmm. like it's like for real, you know. I don't know why my eyes watering, but yeah, it's like for real, you know, I Are you crying over there or what? No, <laughs> yes, no I just feel so freaking connected to this conversation and I love your honesty 
about what you said. You were like, how the hell can I coach coaches whenever my business hasn't even gotten to that level yet? Who am I to do this? Because those are some real feelings. Like no matter if you're in business coaching, no matter if you're like in relationship coaching, health coaching, I think that so many of us feel like, well, who am I to do that? Who am I to tell them how to live their life or how to meal plan whenever I'm not perfect, you know? But it's like, people don't want perfect. If people wanted perfect, like they would Google it and follow like, um, you know, a meal plan already made out for them. Like they want you, they want your humanness. They want your stories. They want your, your progression. Like they want you, they don't want perfect. Yeah, yeah no, I, you're exactly right. I think it's a psychological. So I, I went to school for psychology. I'm trying to go back and get my master's, but it's definitely a psychological thing. So like, if you think about it this way, like if you let's, let's do a relationship coach or therapist or whatever. And like, you see, they have like this amazing ass relationship and marriage, like, and you're going to them with a hot mess relationship. Like mm-hmm. you kind of feel a little bit of resentment. Like you're like, yeah. how can I ever be like that? Yep. No, like I would rather have someone that's like, I literally just recovered from you know, divorcing my husband and we got remarried and now we're amazing. You know, we're super happy. Like that's the stuff I want to hear. Not like we've been married for 60 years and we are so happy and we've never had any issues. I'd be like, how the hell am I going to do that? We are not the same. Yeah. No, like I would literally seek out somebody who has been where I have been. Mm So, you know, and, and maybe some people are not like that, but I felt like sharing my story with other female coaches and saying like, listen, like I was there, I struggled. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I also feel like I'm not fit to do this regardless. I I felt like I would have felt like that even if I had had experience, you know? Um, But the root of my business is not so much teaching them how to launch their business. It is like, you know, having the blueprint to launch their business, but more so launching it authentically, mm-hmm. launching it just as you are, because yeah. it's going to take way more time trying to launch your business, being like Sally Sue, who you've been watching for six months. Mm-hmm. Like you're never, you may never launch it because you're going to keep watching Sally Sue Mm -hmm. and Sally Sue, she probably is being herself and you're trying to be like her. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. And when you just be you, you, you can do it so much. You're going to grow your business and you're going to launch your business so much quicker because you don't have to try. You don't have to try, you know? So, um, Yeah. Yep. You're so right. It's going to feel good. You're going to wake up. You're going to want to do it. It's going to come natural. Absolutely. And like you said, she's doing the thing that feels good to her. If that comes natural to her, then let her do her thing. And it's like, I like what you said. You're like, yeah, I teach people how to build their business or how to launch their business, but how do you do it authentically? So it's like, I'm going to give you the roadmap. I'm going to give you the blueprint and it's cool, but you're going to tweak it. You're going to make it yours, right? Like you're going to do the things that light you up along the way. You don't have to do it the cookie cutter way. You don't have to follow the same exact plan that I did, right? Like, and teaching them, and I'm sure that you teach your clients how to be comfortable when they do that. Like, how do you, how are you confident in yourself whenever you do that, when you break that mold and you say, all right, I'm going to show up this way instead of this way. I'm going to talk about this instead of this. Yeah. In each phase, 
you know, whether it's, you know, in business planning, you know, the planning phase and what kind of brand do I want to, you know, be in and what kind of niche, all of that. And then the next stage, like managing your business and the content that you create, like a lot of people will look at other people's Instagrams and feel like, oh, like that's really pretty content. I want to do it that way. No, like do it your own style. Yeah. Because let me tell you, girl, like you may look at people and think they got it going on, but content and cool stories does not make you money at the end of the day. Right. So you may think Sally Sue has it going on, but you don't know what, what it's like in the back end, right? Like you don't know what her, what's coming through that Stripe account. You know what well, I mean? No, a hundred percent. And you hit that because I, I said this, I think I talked about this last week on my page is even if Sally Sue, I love, you know what, Sally Sue, whoever Sally Sue is, I love Sally Sue, but she got 10,000 followers. Okay. And you're looking at Sally Sue, like, oh, I'm never <laughs> going to be at 10,000 followers, Yeah. but you don't know what Sally Sue was feeling and doing and going through when she was at 500 followers yeah. or a thousand followers. Like you're only seeing Sally Sue at 10,000 followers. Yeah. So you're thinking like, ah, but you have no idea, you know, the progression mm -hmm. and where she started to get there. So you, you know, if you're not willing to look back all the way at the bottom of Sally Sue's Instagram, where she started when her videos were ugly and gray and her eyebrows were bushy and all of that. Yeah. And her nails weren't done. She didn't have good video quality or good audio quality. Yeah. If you're not willing to do that, then stop comparing because you got to take the time to see where Sally Sue started. Mm -hmm. So then you can compare yourself to her. And you may even say like, damn, my video quality is better than hers when she first started. You know, like, yeah, give yourself some grace. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's not even just for like, oh, followers or video quality, but like, just like on like a human level, you know, like, oh, like how does she show up with so much confidence? How does she show up so sure of herself? Like she had to start somewhere too, you know, and it's like the expert does not become the expert overnight. Like they were once the amateur, they were once the rookie. They, everybody sucks in the beginning, no matter what it is. Or they know? were once not being them themselves. So yeah. like my story, I was living for eight years, completely someone that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, how did I get a, this all the time? Like, you're so confident. You are. I love your confidence, but girl, I yeah. wasn't always that. Like I wasn't always this person. So that's why I feel like I'm the expert and I can teach you mm -hmm. to get out of that box and be yourself. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I love it. And I love working with women who are scared to, mm -hmm. be. you know, I didn't have this nose ring when I, I'm the opposite, this nose ring. Whenever I was in corporate America, I didn't have these tattoos. I have two big tattoos on my arms. Mm -hmm. No one can ever see them, but I didn't have any of that. Cause as soon as they let me go, I was like, Oh yeah. I just broke out. I'm like, Oh, Oh, I can finally take my mask off. Um, and I think sometimes it takes someone to help you to realize that it's okay to yeah. be exactly who you are. Like you're safe. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll be safe. You'll be okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I remember on Sundays 
or on yeah, like on Monday morning, Sunday evenings, whenever it was time to go back to school the next day, and I'd be like, oh, I gotta put my teacher voice back on, gotta put my clear nose back in, you know. And it's like the little things. And it was like I love my students and I love what I did. Well, I love my students and I love my coworkers, you know, and I loved um, connecting and teaching. But walking into the atmosphere, it felt like putting like what's the what's the phrase putting a square something in a circle? I don't know. Like just in a triangle. I don't know. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you I definitely remember having to mentally prepare myself to go back to work Mm -hmm. every week because I'd have to put my mask on. And then on Fridays, I would like take my mask off and I'd be like, not the literal mask, right? Like not not literal. Yeah, not the ones we wear now. <laughs> we weren't wearing them there, but yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Weird. Probs. yeah. I know for real. Mm. Oh wow. Okay, so I want to recap. Okay, so you said that your story started two years ago, but like mm-hmm. let's be honest, it actually started way before that. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. So like I don't know. I like to go back. I like to dig deep. let's go there so I just want to know like what stories from your past like what you know maybe from childhood or like adolescence or something you're like oh shit you ready for this (laughs) yeah (laughs) girl any like any like recurring things like sort of prepare you for where you are like what were like big lessons that really you're like dang I'm really like grateful for that experience are you wanting you trying to cry today or what (laughs) I mean, we got about seven minutes. So, so, um, I'll just do, I'll summarize, but it's definitely a reoccurring theme. Mm -hmm. So, um, when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. um, my biological mom, she left my brother and I, when I was about three years old, Mm -hmm. she left us and my dad raised us full time. And he ended up remarrying. My stepmom is amazing. Honestly, I don't even call her my stepmom. Like she's my mom. She raised me. Mm-hmm. But when you're, you know, you have a biological mom, like you still have that missing piece. Right. Yeah. So I actually didn't even realize this until I was going through that two year transformational process um, that I had this reoccurring theme of not feeling enough, not feeling loved. Mm -hmm. Who am I to deserve this? Mm. That, that whole like imposter syndrome has started back when I was three. Yeah. And I did not realize it. Um, until that two year transformational process, I was also going through a divorce at that same time. So, and part of that is because I would not let him love me. Because wow. I continuously throughout my whole entire life have felt like I didn't deserve what I had mm-hmm. or what I was getting or what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I have constantly done things for other people because I didn't feel like I deserve something for myself. Mm. Yeah. You were never worthy of it. Yeah. It wasn't yours. It was- and I, I never realized that it was because... I had that abandonment issue because I developed what I learned is called ultra independence. Mm. And what ultra independence is, is 
when you feel like, you know, you see these women and they're like, I'm independent. I don't need anyone. I can do this by myself. Like there's a difference between being independent and being ultra independent. Yeah. And ultra independence is it's a it's a defense mechanism mm-hmm. that you develop from, you know, being let down or being betrayed or not trusting people because of past issues, which yeah. mine were from my mother, but I never realized it because I developed such a strong, like, I'm strong. Yeah, I got this. I can do this. And it wasn't until my whole transformational process, I went and took a trip to Sedona, Arizona to have like a spiritual healing um, experience. And I went and saw this guy and he like dug it out of me. And I was just like, what? Wow. This is why I do this because of my, and I never, because I, you know, we don't talk, we don't have a relationship because I had my mom. I had my step, she was my mom. Like I didn't, I felt like I didn't need my biological mother, but in reality, subconsciously, mm-hmm. you know, that's what was there. And so my whole life, I have felt like I didn't deserve anything good. Um, and I would do for others. I helped my my ex-husband launch two of his own businesses. Wow. Even though I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So every day he would wake up and get to do what he wanted to do. And yeah. I would resent him because I had to go to my job that I was miserable at and I couldn't be myself. Yeah. So that's why I finally did the take back my life plan and said, you know what? F this. Like, I've got to do this for myself. And that is why every month when my dad is like, are you sure this entrepreneur thing is going to work? We're hanging in there. Yeah. We doing this. Yeah. There's no going back now. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's one of the things I think as we go into 2021, Mm -hmm. if you're a female woman, I think we all do this. Like we want to put other people before us. We want to put our kids, our husbands, our partners, our parents, friends before ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you do anything in 2021, invest in you. Yeah. If you're thinking about becoming a coach mm-hmm. and you wanted to do it for so long, but you're scared, mm-hmm. just do it. Right. It doesn't cost any money. Go to my Instagram. I just posted this yesterday. Eight reasons why 2021 is the best year to launch your coaching business. Oh, I love it. There, it doesn't cost anything. Honestly, if you really think about it, you don't have to have any money to start a coaching business. Nope. Just do it. And if you are going to do it and you do the only money you spend, get a coach. That's it. You don't need anything else. Yep. Yep. Get someone. That's the only one I would say, don't get a website. Don't get all this other shit. Yeah. They will help you. And if it's a good coach, she will make sure, or he will make sure you don't spend any money on anything else, but them. Mm. because you don't have to. Yeah. So that's, and we can end on that. Like invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Girl. Girl. Yes. I love it. I love it. Invest in yourself. Yep. So good. So, so good. And it really does it. I mean, honestly, you could Google it. Like you could Google, how do I get my first client? And like, boom, there you go. So say you don't have, like you literally have $0 in the bank. 
you don't have the money to get a coach. Like you could land your first client without a coach yourself, like 100%. I didn't have a business coach at, at first. I had a mindset coach, but she wasn't teaching me how to build my business. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't until after I switched gears that I was like, oh, you know, I need a, I need a business coach to help me do all this. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, invest in yourself in 2021. If you're trying to start a coaching business, hire a coach and do it. Know, invest in you and take back your life. Yes. Take back your life. I love it. Oh my God. This is so good, Dre. So good. Ah, so this is, I'm um, going to actually come on to, so I'm starting a podcast Well, it's like in the works. Well, technically I already had one this year with my biz bestie Morgan. And then we like kind of were like, oh, this isn't super aligned anymore, but this episode's going to re we're going to repurpose it for the podcast. And I am excited because there are so many like golden nuggets in this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if anyone's listening to this, whether this is on the podcast or whether this is, you know, right now, like you're listening to it right now and like you want to reach out to Dre, um, where can they reach you? Where can they find you, Dre? Yeah. So my Instagram handle is at follow Dre Valenzuela. Um, and that's the best way to get me. And you can see all my other stuff from there. I have a Facebook group. I have a website. I'm getting ready to launch uh, my program. So, and right now what I'm really doing is I'm offering a free business confidence call Ooh. where we just, you know, you tell me about where you're at in your business and, um, you know, and it really would be for those coaches, female coaches, because that's who I focus on, who are really struggling to find their confidence yeah. in launching their business and really tap into them and their brand. Um, and I can really coach them on how to tap into that and then kind of see where they are. And if they're interested in working with me further, I can take them through a 12 week program of launching their business from the beginning. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. So at follow Draven Venezuela. So, yep. Is that all right? Okay, cool. Um, so cool. Yeah. So y'all go follow Dre and yeah, we will see you all on the next one. Thank you so much, Dre, for coming Thank on. Thank you for having me on. And Hey, I'm going to reach out. I want to have you on my show. <gasps> I would love to. Yeah. I feel like we could talk forever. Like honestly, yeah. our story, like just a lot of the stuff that we value and a lot of it, like we have a lot in common. So like, I feel like we should be friends. You want to be friends? Yeah. Let's, let's be biz BFFs. Yes. Let's be biz BFFs. I love it. Let's do it. Okay. So bye everyone. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye everyone.